past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome. I'm happy that you joined us today. We're going to be talking today about a skill set that is somewhat come under attack in the last few years and a leadership skill. I think we're having kind of a philosophical argument about, especially in America, what is what is going on in, in leadership and how is that shifting and what does that mean for you as a professional, whether you're in a formal leadership position or not? And, you know, what do you think about this? I'd love to hear it. So we are going to talk today about humility. I saw a post by one of my colleagues on LinkedIn talking about how humility was a problem. Humility was a Achilles heel, if you will, around leadership and in success and perhaps specifically in job search and or business success. And what does humility really mean and what does it mean if a, a leader likes humble staff um you know what what does all of that mean so we're going to unpack that a little bit today you know the this difference between humility and confidence and fear and pride how they might all fit together and you know i don't think there's a right answer here but i think it's worth our time in exploring how these concepts come together, what they mean for you and your success as a leader, as a professional, as a job seeker. And it's really challenging, especially when you're in some kind of job search, whether that means you're a leader and being considered for a promotion or or maybe even just a big project or want to be, or you're actually in active job search, there's this element of self-promotion that has to be included in some way, right? If you don't toot your own horn, so to say, no one's going to do it for you. And it's, it's required as part of the process. However, how you do that does reflect on your style, your approach in terms of this humbleness scale, if you will. And can help you or hurt you in different ways, right? There's pros and cons of all of these approaches that we're going to be talking about today. And a lot of it goes back to your style, perhaps your audience, what's appropriate for your audience, and your your communication style. So let's talk a little bit about what humble means and maybe what it it could mean what it doesn't necessarily have to mean. So this colleague of mine was talking about humility in the framework of that you're either humble or proud. And 
you know, I give her some grace here and knowing that she was writing a post to create controversy because that's one of the ways that we get people to respond and um, start a conversation. There's value in that in some ways to have us start a conversation. If you've listened to this show at all, you know that I'm not necessarily about controversy. I want to give you good practical advice, good things to think about and good questions to ask yourself about how you want to be and how you want to be seen. So we're going to poke through her controversy here and unpack it a little bit. So pros and cons of humility. She claims that people who want humility on their team are scared of strong employees. They don't want someone who would challenge them. I've felt that. I've been there. I know what she's talking about right? You've seen it, that hiring manager who hires yes men because they want to be the top dog. They don't want to be questioned. They just want things to get done. There's time and a place, I guess, for that type of thinking. However, I'm not sure that that's really what humility is. We'll come back to that. The other piece is that a hiring manager might want to hire someone who is good at self-promotion, who is not afraid to speak out, push themselves, be out there. That's probably an, a good mindset for someone who hires salespeople and and similar types of positions, right? You want someone who is out there and outgoing. But does that mean that person is prideful and not humble? I don't know. I think we may have a difference in how we see humility. So those of you who also listen to the show, you know that I'm a big fan of sports, um, a, a fan, a, a actor in sports a lot. And so when I was searching for humility and what people are writing about humility, I gravitated towards one that was written by a former military individual as well as a strength and and conditioning and endurance sports coach, Kyle Williams. I had never heard of him before, but love what he had to say here about humility. So humility was one of his five key mindset qualities of a successful athlete. And you might think, well, how can you be humble and and be a good athlete? Well, let's listen here to what he has to say about what humility is. So humility is about remaining hungry to keep improving. A humble person is one who's quietly confident in his or her mindset, yet always realistic in in assessing his or her strengths and weaknesses. So when I think about a, a humble athlete, So a humble person does not under or overestimate their abilities. I think about Peyton Manning here in Denver, Colorado. Of course, I'm going to go there. Um, He was humble. He was always learning. He was a a student of the game, right? Always looking at film, always striving to get better. That's what Kyle here, I think, is saying about humility is that it is not about being a doormat. It's not about 
being weak or meek. It's about being hungry. It's about not thinking that you're so great, you don't have anything else to learn. And we'll get to humility and learning in a little bit. Very interesting conversation there. So humility is becoming an internally motivated person, according to Kyle, seeking to achieve and improve yourself, not for external validation, but to satisfy your own desire to keep growing as a person. It's the competitive fire. And those of you who are any kind of competitor, whether that's an athlete or or competitor in something else, think you can relate to that fire, right? That fire isn't just about winning. It's about being being better, proving to yourself that you can do that. And that's his definition of humility, which I like. So hum- humility, hungry to keep improving, open to the idea that you can get better, not under or of overestimating your abilities. It's a little bit different definition of humility than you may think of, and definitely a different definition of humility than I think my colleague is writing from the perspective of. Little short meme, you can see this on any social media going around, comes from C.S. Lewis. Humility is not thinking less of yourself but thinking of yourself less. And I have seen some very successful salespeople who I would say are humble. Actually, the sales trainer that I know from Sandler Sandler Sales Training here in my local area, I would say is a very humble guy. And he's been a very successful salesperson. But that humility is not thinking less of himself, but thinking of himself less. And he teaches people how to put their customer first, how to be all about solving the customer's problem. And that actually makes him one of the best salespeople that I know. You want to be around him because of that approach. And most of the, the, I guess, not necessarily research, but the writings you see about charisma and and being attractive to other people is really not about you and how much you know or how great you think you are. It's really about how much you are able to make other people feel like they are great. Not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Love that from C.S. Lewis. So if we're going to change our way that we think about humanity, being humble from being meek or weak to simply being hungry for learning to be able to not think of ourselves first. What does that do to this conversation? So what's your definition of humble? Is it a positive or a negative to you in your world. Think about other leaders or salespeople that you've seen. Would you consider them to be humble or not? If they are, is that a bad thing? In those instances where you think someone has not achieved what they 
deserved or not been seen when when they could have been seen is it really humility or is it about something else perhaps they're shy perhaps they don't know how to communicate what they've done perhaps they're not really connecting what they've done to how it added value for others what is it really that gets in the way of their success and is it humility at least in this way that I'm defining it. When we come back, we're going to look at a humble mindset, how that might help you as a leader. Some of this comes from the work of Marshall Goldsmith, what got you here won't get you there, which we've talked about before, but not specifically about humility and the power of humility as a leader. So we're going to talk about that and the ways that you can develop humility as a leader or in your everyday work life. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. How is your business running? It should be running smoothly with nary a hiccup like a finely tuned machine. But if you're like most businesses, yours may be running nowhere close to that. Listen for Operationally Speaking with your host, Serju Samel. Our program will help you to run your entrepreneurial business easier, better, with less frustration. And by running it well, you're sure to be poised for faster growth. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. 
Welcome back to the Career Confidant. Today we're talking about humility as a professional characteristic, perhaps as a leader, as a job seeker. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? And perhaps part of that goes with how you define humility. So we've kind of defined humility as hunger, knowing that you don't know everything, being open to learning and and perhaps being open to not thinking about yourself as much as you think of others not not thinking of yourself less but thinking less of your not thinking less of yourself but thinking about yourself less did i say that right so you get the idea here that we're we're not talking about putting yourself down or not having confidence or being weak or meek we're talking about this idea that you don't put yourself above others. Um, And what does that mean? So looking at an article from Orly Moravakin, which I'm sure I just butchered, Forbes. She's on the Forbes uh, Coaches Council. And interestingly enough that this article was just from a few months ago. Um, Humility must be a hot topic at the moment for some reason. It kind of goes hand in hand with the idea of Brene Brown's vulnerability. So that the idea that we are being authentic, willingness to show that we don't know everything, show that we, we don't have all the answers and connect with others. I think that the piece sometimes we miss around this is our environment. I was working with a kind of a high potential in an organization. So not a leader yet, um, actually had some self-confidence issues with, with their ability to be a leader caused by, well, somewhat contributed to by the culture of the organization. And this person was going through a, a crucial conversations training. And of course, crucial crucial conversations encourages you to be vulnerable in conversations, to talk about, you know, this the steps of what you're looking for, what the other person's looking for, and and kind of have this very open conversation. Great tool, love it. Requires safety in the organization, buy-in from the leader, especially if this individual contributor was going to have a conversation with a higher up leader in the organization to think she was going to walk in and have a crucial conversation without that trust, without that safety. I thought was a little far-fetched. The teacher that was teaching crucial conversations said, you know, oh, no, you can do it. Um, she came to me and she said, oh, you know, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I said, okay, let's talk about how you want to do it in a way that's comfortable to you. So when we talk about vulnerability and perhaps even when we talk about humility, if the organization is going to take advantage of that or if the other person you're talking to is going to take advantage of that, I think that's something we've got to recognize reduces the effectiveness of our being humble or vulnerable. The other thing is that oftentimes people have a hard time with 
someone else showing vulnerability. I don't think necessarily humility is exactly the same here, but you know, when someone sees someone else at work cry or they see someone else at work admit that they don't know something, oftentimes that is not accepted well by the person who's witnessing this. I don't necessarily think that's something that we have to take on and and we're going to decide to not be vulnerable because of that. And it's something to recognize both within ourselves and within our, our teams or our organizations when it, when is it quote unquote appropriate to be vulnerable? Um, when, when will that be appropriate within your team, which isn't the right word, but hopefully you get what I'm saying is that we like to talk about these ideas as if they're always a good thing. And of course, because you've got me here, middle of the road gal, I'm going to say that, of course, there are times when this could hurt you because there's not the safety there. There's not the culture within your organization. And that's something that you will know. However, don't use that as an excuse. And how are you working on your skills and your ability to handle other people's vulnerability? Because you can't build trust within a team and you can't build trust as a leader if you can't handle other people's ability to be real at work. So humility, I think, is a little bit different than vulnerability, but it's a similar idea that we're going to perhaps admit that we don't know everything. Oh my goodness. And in today's world, I think that kind of know-it-all leader is in some ways being put on a, a pedestal. We are seeing that that strong leader who interrupts other people is being applauded. And I think there's some danger there too. You're talking about the extremes. When we know that usually the most effective thing is closer to the middle. So how can you be more humble or perhaps adjust your mindset so that if you feel like your humility is getting in your way, maybe it's your definition of humility that's getting in the way. So let's talk about that. I love this quote here in this article from Bill Gates. Success is a lousy teacher. It seduces people into thinking they cannot lose. So what are we going to do to be more humble in a positive way? First of all, Get out of the either-or mindset. Humility and confidence can coexist, right? So when have you been in a situation where you were humble in that maybe you were asking questions, being hungry to, to learn more or do better, but you also felt confident, you felt strong, they don't need to be two separate ends of a, of a pendulum. They can coexist. And in fact, I would say that humility is not really humility if it lacks confidence. Then it's usually you really hiding, um, pretending, um, you know, just pre- pretending to be humble when really it's that you just don't know or you don't want people to see you. And that's not really hum- 
humility. To be weak or meek is not necessarily humility if you're doing it to, to hide, to put others first so that you don't have to contribute. You're, you can't hide your light, right? It's, it's, that's not the way it works. And I would say that confidence without humility runs the risk of not really being confidence, runs the risk of being arrogance, of being a, a hiding place because someone is overly confident and rude to cover up something else. I would say that they really go hand in hand, that if you're actually really confident, you don't have trouble being humble when people really feel like they've got to push their agenda and can't succeed if they're humble, it typically means they're really not confident. They're trying to push and force and you can feel that. You can feel that ickiness. I think of a salesperson that just made you feel icky. They probably weren't really confident. That's why they were pushing so hard or stating this same great fact about themselves over and over again to make themselves feel and seem confident. But was it really real? Humility and confidence can coexist. And there's a great example in this article about um, a leader who felt that he became more humble and more confident at the same time. The other piece of humility is, do you really know what, you want and are you able to look forward to where you're going with your whole group with your whole team and this you don't have to be the leader to to have this going for you so connecting with your own goals and your own meaning in the work that you do most of the time when I see leaders who are struggling and, and perhaps even struggling in humility, it's because they're fighting for their own place. And you can tell, right? Again, it's not really confidence. It's that I'm going to make myself so big that no one else can take my place. That's a scary place to be as a leader. When leaders are looking forward, when they're connected to the own their own reasons for what they do, They bring everybody else along with them. And in his his book, Goldsmith talks a lot about that, that, you know, what got you here won't get you there. When you're too stuck on yourself as a leader, no one wants to be with you because you're taking all the credit, you're pushing everybody down, you're keeping everybody in their place, and that doesn't work in today's leadership styles. I'm not sure it ever really worked. I think that we've kind of created this idea that it did. But that if you are wanting to be a good leader or even a good team member, you're confident in that value that you add. You don't have to puff yourself up to make yourself feel more valuable. And that's a hard thing for us to do, especially when organizations are shifting and changing. You know, it's easy to say, don't do this. When organizations are shifting and changing and we want to feel secure, we want to carve out our our space and feel like we have value. When we do that at the expense of others, 
when we hold others down or, you know, we're trying to keep our place and keep everyone else out of our place, it's not working. It's not working as a leader. It's not working as a team member. And I see job seekers get in this mindset too. Instead of talking about how they add value, they've really got to push everyone else down. That doesn't work. So connecting to your own brand, if you will, brand being that big picture word of your meaning, your value, your goals, being focused there so that you're not worried about micromanaging everybody else. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a few more things that you can do practically to build your your humility in a positive way at work. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. If you're looking for an in-depth, thought-provoking discussion about leadership, tune in to Bernard E. Robinson's The Leadership Forum, Making an Impact Through Effective Leadership. Each program provides an intelligent, conversational experience about leadership from Bernard, his guests, and you. If you're interested in improving the quality of leadership in your organization, listen live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time for the Leadership Forum on the Voice America Business Channel. Starting and running a business can be hard. Moving forward and keeping the excitement alive can be difficult to do. I'm Joe Hosman. If you are experiencing the struggles of opening or sustaining a business or even knowing you need a change in your life, you want to tune in to my show, Go For It. My guests and I will show you the steps needed to build something positive in your week. Listen every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about humility and its value to you as a leader, job seeker, team member. So we've kind of talked about the definition of humility and then vulnerability. How does that fit into the picture here? That being a huge conversation going on right now with Brene Brown's work. And 
talking about a few specific, more actionable things that you can do to to be more humble at work. The first being shifting your mindset away from that either or, that if I'm humble, then I'm not confident. If I'm humble, I can't um, promote myself or make sure that I'm heard and seen. That's getting rid of that eager either or. And then connecting with who you are, why you're there, and what value you add so that you are confident. You know, you are confident. You're not trying to push everyone else down to move yourself upwards. That usually creates that false sense of, of confidence, that pushy sense of confidence. Expanding your self-awareness. So this goes right along with that. I think we all tend to overestimate our contributions. It's a defense mechanism to, we all want to feel valued. And we tend to underestimate our contributions to failure. And those of us who overestimate our contributions to failure maybe have a different problem with confidence not necessarily humility being our our issue with confidence. So just being real with yourself, finding out what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, what is your style, what's what's your default, where do you tend to go when you're stressed, what do you do to make yourself feel better, what are your defense mechanisms, and how might those things be working for you, working against you, that emotional intelligence really diving into that and understanding what your failures are personally, your interpersonal Achilles heels, if you will. What gets in your way? Where do you tend to go when things get bad? And how might that be hurting you? Perhaps it's overconfidence. Perhaps it's hiding and and being overly meek. When we have bad definitions and bad actions around either of these constructs, we get ourselves in trouble. There are some great tools out there on emotional intelligence, you know, from the Emotional Intelligence 2.0 book that you can take, simple, you know, fairly simplistic assessment, but it gives you the general idea to, of course, working with a coach that can dive into a more complicated, perhaps more reliable assessment and really help you understand where your issues are and what tends to get in your way. We have to be aware of the organization. This is also part of our emotional intelligence, social awareness. Are you seeing how other people communicate? And was with a colleague last week talking about social styles, and she does a a social styles assessment that was very interesting, helping people understand not only their social style, but how well they shift and flex to other people's style. In our quest for authenticity, let us not forget that good communication is our ability to flex to other people's styles. 
This doesn't mean that you're not being authentic. It means that you are doing good communication by seeing what's important to someone else and communicating in a way that connects to them. Your ability to do that is actually a strength. It's a good thing to be able to flex to other people's style. It makes you a good communicator. So are you aware of what's going on within your social setting and are you able to adapt? Humility helps you do that. The idea that you are open and hungry to see what's going on around you, what other people think around you, to not be the know-it-all, that humility is a big strength in social awareness and flexibility of adapting your social style, leadership style, communication style. Also can help you in terms of being open to diversity in all of the different ways that you can think about diversity. You are seeking that input from outside and wanting to see other viewpoints, perspectives in the work that you do. That's probably one of the biggest failures of the know-it-all mindset. When you know it all, you're never open to someone else's opinions, really, and therefore you end up getting that yes-man group around you, yes-woman group around you, And failure is somewhat inevitable because, of course, we know that if we're not learning and growing and changing, we're falling behind. And if we don't have anyone around us to stimulate that change, to stimulate that different way of thinking, we're going to have trouble. A few other practical things you can do to, to be more humble, to practice your humility, is that mindfulness And I'm not talking necessarily about meditation, but mindfulness in terms of being aware of what's going on in your body and mind, especially when people trigger your know-it-all response. And those of us who have the know-it-all response have been there, seen this, don't always do a great job of stopping ourselves, but we know that it's there. What do you do to not be dependent on those external cues, acknowledgements by others, but to really be connected to your belief in what you do your true confidence, how do you connect with that? And you can feel when you start to get your buttons pushed, what's your process for keeping that in check? And being okay with that, realizing that, (laughs) goes way back, but that being right and being happy are different And would you rather be right or happy? And you know, you might say in leadership, I'd rather be right. Well, if you are right, there are other downfalls, relationships, 
effectiveness, productivity from your team. I'm thinking about a very non-work example in my head right now, but, you know, just had an interaction where an adult had left the channel changer in the kitchen. The four-year-old is asked where the channel changer is. Four-year-old has not learned this lesson, right? That being right sometimes means that then you don't get to be happy. So the four-year-old little sass says, well, you had it last. Even though she was right, she ended up being wrong, right? Because it's all about tone of voice, understanding the social style, understanding what's going on right then, and kind of in some ways, I guess, understanding your position in the world, that that's not appropriate. That um, smart aleck response isn't appropriate. And so, of course, she gets in trouble, even though she was right. The adult had taken the channel changer to the kitchen. Now, you can say all kinds of things about, you know, was it right that she got in trouble, blah, blah, blah. But that happens to us every day at work. I see it, that someone's right, but yet it doesn't matter because the relationship, the way you say things, and sometimes even just the letting other people's ideas be the ideas that get moved forward, gives them ownership, gives them productivity. Marshall Goldsmith talks a lot about that in what got you here won't get you there. And relying on others, being able to rely on others actually takes more confidence in yourself because when you don't rely on others, when you micromanage, a lot of the times it's about you and your ego, not about the other people on your team. You don't want to look bad, whatever it is, and so you micromanage. And that will kill you as a leader. Your success is no longer guaranteed. You've got to help others learn, let others fail to be a great leader. And humility will help you do that. I'm going to take a short break again. When we come back, I'm going to talk about two more things that you can do to have more humility as a leader. I'm going to talk a little bit about humility in learning and some of the great work and research that is coming around there. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. 
Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune into Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we've been talking about humility, perhaps shifting your definition of what that word means and how it relates to confidence and specific things that you can do to be more humble. So we were talking a little bit right before our last break about being self-aware, understanding that the organization is more important than yourself, I guess, in some ways, especially as a leader, but even as a good team member, that your success and other people's success are are intertwined and your failures are intertwined, but that sometimes you're letting other people fail so that you can not have all the power in the work relationship. We talked a, a while ago about influence and relational power being so important at work, you really gain that by letting people, other people have opportunities and and really do their, their own, own work, take ownership of their work. I think asking for help, practicing being, practicing being humble, practicing not knowing it all, Practicing asking great questions instead of having all the answers. You're going to start by asking questions that are, are leading and, and know-it-all types of questions. As you get better, you'll move into a place where you can ask great questions that aren't pointed or, or leading. Pointed is okay. Challenging is okay. Leading, not so much. A question that really lets other people show their expertise, lets them direct the conversation instead of you directing it yourself. We talked about the leaders, the leadership research um, out of MIT. I'm not going to remember the gentleman's name right now, but we talked about the idea of asking great questions and how that has impacted all these leaders in you know, talking about the CEO of GE and the CEO of Charles Schwab and lessons that they've learned that have made them humble, have made them hungry to understand what other people in their organization are, are seeing. 
to be that leader who is always more interested in what your team sees as the solutions instead of the the one who comes up with all of the solutions. I think that's a challenge, especially when we, we know that perhaps the bottom line is up to us and the pressure is all on us as the leaders do then you take everything on and and do everything and be everything and know everything to achieve those results and the danger of doing that versus letting your team take ownership and achieve those results with you and the power that that can bring. So there's some research coming out about humility and learning and the you know, this comes from some big names, I guess, that Laszlo Bloch, um, talking, Laszlo Bloch talking about without humility, you are unable to learn. And so this researcher at University of California, Davis, Tanel Porter, has started to do some research on humility and learning. And you might think, well, why does learning matter? You know, is that really something that we've got to worry about? All the data points to yes, because of course we can't adapt to change. We can't be innovative if we're not learning. So the research is interesting. You know, they ask people about their views on controversial topics like capital punishment, affirmative action, gun control, and were they open to listening to the opposition's perspective or not? And would they learn something from it? And their research showing that, of course, intellectual humility and being more willing to learn from the other side, what does that mean for learning in general? pretty obvious based on our conversation and and the way that we're defining humility here, somewhat being the opposite of that know-it-all arrogant approach to confidence versus the confidence that it takes to say you are open to learning something and you don't know everything. What does that mean for you in your career? What does that mean for you as a leader? Are you intellectually humble? Are you, do you care about learning? Do you care about learning what other people think, what other people see as, as the solutions on your team in your organization? I went to a presentation by Nancy Lyons, and she runs a company in Minnesota, been featured in a lot of press, and, you know, she's a funny lady. I would encourage you to listen to her talk about this. But her company is getting a lot of press because they have some of those fancy perks, beer at work, bring your kids to work, flexible hours. And she says that she wishes her company that those weren't the things the news decided to focus on because she said it's not unlimited vacation. One of the news articles said, you know, her company had unlimited vacation and she made a joke that if it wasn't limited vacation, it wouldn't be work, right? It wouldn't be a job. So that's not, not true. Um, and she told a story of the first person 
ever that she'd interviewed in 10 years that decided to get a beer out of the fridge for an 11 o'clock interview. And the interview was over right then, right? Drinking at, at work is not what that perk is all about. She put forth the breathtaking rocket rocket science idea that her company culture is built not on all of these perks, but it's built on the fact that she actually cares about what people need as people in her workplace, not just as workers. That's humility as a leader. To not think she's got it all figured out, to not think she has all the answers, to not think that even these perks are something she's studied and learned about and is putting in place in the company, but letting it come organically from the individuals in her company to have them tell her what she needs and to, to do, as she says, to actually care. And that's much easier said than done because, of course, there are culture issues and perhaps some practical issues that come in the way of us caring sometimes. But how much do you, as a team member, as a leader, care about what other people in your organization need as people? Do they know that you care. That's vulnerability. That's humility. I welcome your thoughts on this topic, your definitions of humility, how you've seen it be helpful or hurtful in the workplace so that we all might learn how to better exercise this skill for our career advancement, for our leadership success, and in in a continual thirst for learning that we need to have today to be successful long-term in our careers. Feel free to connect with me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. I look forward to hearing from you and seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.